Welcome back, welcome back. This is another episode of the Brother Honest Podcast. I'm your host, Chris. And today we have a special guest, and I'm going to let him go in and introduce himself. Hello, everyone. This is uh, Harold Washington, uh, resident of Jacksonville. Just your everyday brother, just trying to make right out of this thing we call life. I like that. I like the introduction. So, we have an interesting topic, um, to say the least. And it's I'm going to give you a breakdown of what it is, but it's simply based off kind of like, do we ever think about the one that possibly got away? Like, we have past relationships and past people that we deal with, and even being in newer relationships, we see some of the signs of maybe this person did this, maybe I kind of fumbled a bag on this person with that. So this conversation really is based off in our current state right now, do we believe we let one get away? I'm gonna go ahead and start. I don't really believe that I let one of those people get away because I'm one of those I'm one of those guys that gets everything out of the person that I can. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm kind of uh, I have an issue with letting go at times. Okay. So I'm gonna hold on to you until I see no more need for it. Yeah. Now <laughs> that can be very bad. <laughs> no more need. <laughs> that <laughs> that sounds real bad, but it's the hey, truth. It's honest, yeah, yeah. Um. I've been in situations where kind of in and out of relationships mm-hmm. with one person, maybe two or three years in a row. And each time we come back, it's a different version of it. Yeah. Like I kind of put it in the perspective of like the three phases. Mm-hmm. So you have the honeymoon, then you have the arrogant kind of mm-hmm. a-hole. Yeah. And then you have the truth. Okay. So I will deal with you until I get the true person that you are. Okay. More than likely when that truth comes out, yeah, I'm done. Okay. So... For me to say that I have a person that I kind of let get away, yeah, not necessarily. I've had situations that I let get away. Yeah, I've had circumstances that I think I could have handled better, but as far as a person in general, not really. Yeah, I, I could see that. I, I, I think it's something you said initially about when your current situation. I think based on your current situation will determine how you feel about whether or not you let someone get away or you let the one get away. Um, if, if, if you're happy and fulfilled in your current situation, mm. then you may feel like you're with the one. But if there's a void in your current situation, then that mind can start drifting in that way back machine. And you're like, well, she don't do this. But Janet, back in the day, used to do such and such. And see, that's when you get yourself in trouble. That's when you get yourself that's in trouble you because now you are you may not want everything that Janet brought to the table, but you like what Janet did. Mm-hmm. And now the person that you're with, who is the one that you want, you find yourself comparing someone that you want with someone that you don't even want. You just liked what a specific thing that they did. And see, I think that's... I'm gonna be honest, I think it's an immature mindset to do that. Because kinda like what you just said, I'm gonna pick it back off of that. Uh-huh. When you're truly with someone that you, you know, truly love, yeah. you don't think about the bad parts, you don't think about the Janets or the Christines mm-hmm. or whoever it is. You don't think about that one little special thing they do, because mm-hmm. to be honest, it brings out the negative side of it. Like sure they mm-hmm. they may have freaked you right or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But you still had to deal with attitude. You still yeah. had to deal with the nonchalant. You had yeah. to deal with all the other stuff that came with it. So yeah. that one little bubble of greatness yeah. 
it kind of just like, well, child, listen, I, yeah. you got that. Yeah. yeah I'm but good it, on that. It also goes into the fact that a, a person will go, I'm going to answer the question first, then I'll die. Do I believe that there could be a situation where there's one that got away? I think that's possible. It is. I don't think that's my experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that if if I did experience a one that got away situation, it's more so because I've never been the type of person that if I don't, I've never been the type of brother where it's like, I see a nice looking sister across the room and I walk across the room and mm-hmm. say, shoot my shot. The fear of her saying no wipes away That's anything. And if, and if I wipe, walk across there and let's say I'm in, in the club, Mm. Now, I'm, I'm almost 50 years old. So my days, I got to go back to early 90s. So if I walk across there to say something, to shoot my shot, and she says no, I feel like the whole club going to stop. Yep. And they got to see me walk all the way back. That walk of shame. That walk of shame. Yeah, yeah. I'm, and I'm so, good on that. And so the fact that that, 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 that fear of rejection will make me say, you know what, I like her. But she'll never know. Now, if I find out that she, if if let's say one of my partners or one of her friends that I had a class with or something like that, mm-hmm. so like, hey, my friend was asking about you. Now that fear is gone. Now I'll shoot my shot. Right. So now you got an open invite. Exactly. Right. So to me, I think if there was a, as far as what I can recall, if there's a situation where there was a one that got away. It's because using that fishing analogy, it's because I never, I never cast, I never cast, put my, my, my line in the water to even catch anything because I was scared that I might not catch a fish. Right. So I didn't even cast. And see, I didn't even look at it that way. I'm thinking in regard to like an ex or a past situation, but you mm-hmm. brought up a good point saying one that got away is if I see something, mm-hmm. it was good looking. Could have been something, mm-hmm. but I let them get away because of my own fear. Yeah. Or because I didn't want to step up or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even look at it that way, but that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Because there has been situations where I've seen women and, you know, you do the eye lock. Thing, yeah, yeah, I yeah. see you, you see me. Yeah, yeah, and neither yeah. one of us making the move. Yeah, yeah. And it's a form of being shy. I'm yeah, shy. Uh-huh. I'm not the guy that's going to come through the crowd and pull nah, you from nah, your friend nah. and say, hey, baby, come talk. I'm yeah, not the movie nah, guy. Nah, nah, that's nah, not nah, me. Yeah. So... If I walk up to you, I got to already know. Like, yeah. Either I got to know that it's something or I done had some liquid courage. Exactly. Yeah. And <laughs> the liquid yeah. courage, you know, I come in and I, hey, listen, let me, let me holler at you. Yeah, bro. yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. But average day, Chris? No, sir. Nah, I feel no, sir. I feel um, I'm right there now. But that, that's a very good analogy for this because that's true. Some of us also have lived, and it's kind of, like I said, it's kind of movie ish mm-hmm. kind of fairy tale related but it's true yeah because i've seen people i've seen women that i was just i know i've seen this girl once or twice mm-hmm. and i done passed you especially in jacksonville you've yeah. seen the same feedback multiple times yeah, you yeah, think yeah. it's a sign uh-huh. but in reality it's really not y'all just yeah. ain't seen each exactly. other yeah, so yeah. to think i guess with the mindset that that one got away. It's not really true. Because yeah. like you said, if you didn't cash your net out there to go get it, how can you feel that way? Yeah. Well, that's, it's, the, and, I, and I'm no mental health therapist. My wife is, so shout out her on that. Shout out to the wife. I, 
I've always been what what we would call people watching, but I've always had a curiosity towards why we do what we do. Right. And um, that's why I've been really intrigued by the Swarm movie that the series that came out recently. I need to tune into that. Keep hearing everybody Man, talk yeah, about that. Man, that's, yeah, that's, 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 that's a good series. Uh, because it deals with human behavior. Mm. And so you're the 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 mind wants what it wants. That may not necessarily be what's best, but you want what you want. Mm-hmm. And so when you, if you are in, if you are in a current situation, I think it all it, it goes back to this. If you are in a situation where you have what you want, you don't spend any time thinking about what could meet that want because it's met. It's sometimes the most important thing is the thing that that I that I'm in need of. Right. It's like we saw we saw it with COVID and the lockdown. It was no one thought toilet paper was the most important thing until you couldn't find them. Still, nobody. They don't understand. Why. I don't understand. I the situation with uh, chicken wings. The situation with mm-hmm. hand sanitizer. Well, we were tripping on hand sanitizer. When all we need to do is use antibacterial soap, Correct. but it was we don't have it. So what we don't have often becomes the most important thing. And when we don't have something, then we start thinking about how can it, how can that need be met? And then sometimes I think, just my opinion, we may take the lazy route or the irresponsible route and say, well, I don't have that. Instead of focusing on what what am I doing that could possibly be causing that void, then we say what appeases us is we think I don't have that because that whatever that is got away, or I didn't have that because of somebody else. And so if you're if you are in a situation where whether it's the job, well, I, I won't veer off the relationship. I I don't have the type of woman that I want to have, or for the ladies, I don't have the type of man that I want to have. I it's easy to say that I don't have that because that one that was for me possibly got away, and I could live with that fantasy of like I might be able to get back with them, or I, I may be able to find them. That's the easy part. The hard part is what work do I need to do right now to get to that? To get what I need to get because it's a possibility. The one is right here, but I'm not doing the work to bring out what that one has for me to look at them as that one. That that could that could be the case. Now there are some people like I believe that they because I know with me, kind of like something you said earlier, um, I'm. Like I've never liked being the person that ended a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like what you would say would make me laugh when you like, hey, when it's done, it's done, or when I put it. I've, I've, that's hard for me. I don't want to be the person to break up. So what I would often do in the past, what I've learned is that I would stop doing. Mm-hmm. So I would try to present myself as a way where you don't want to be with me. So you break up with me. You, you're hitting on a good. Point. So I'm, and so I don't want to be the one to end it. But I'm gonna start not not start acting funny, or not start acting just being terrible. But just stop doing those things that drew you to me, 
So now it becomes. Okay. You don't yeah. want to be with me. Yeah, you brought up a good point. I'm going to go ahead and take us in the commercial break. Got to take care of some things in the background. You're tuned in to the Bully Honest Podcast on the RWR Live 365. Welcome back. This is the Bully Honest Podcast. I'm your host, Chris, and we have a special guest. All right. Hello, everyone. This is Harold Washington. And today, I'm going to kind of bring it back to what we were talking about. It's pretty much saying, do you believe in the one that got away? Now, you can take it as referring to an ex or something in the past, or you can refer to something that you may have saw and maybe caught your interest, but you never pretty much put the effort in to get their attention or whatever you need to, to do to move forward with it. Now, you brought up a good point on before we went to break about pretty much ending a relationship not wanting to be the one to end the relationship quote unquote mm-hmm. and I can relate mm-hmm. and that's pretty much my issue too when I used to be that way mm-hmm. is that I pretty much bring myself down to a bare minimum of mm-hmm. effort to the point where you pretty much almost are disgusted with yeah. me yeah. and it's a bad trait to have yeah. but it's crazy hearing that you're saying the same thing that I do now because yeah. I never thought anybody would mentally do things like that because most yeah. people be like oh that's that's childish just break up with them. It's not that easy. No, it's not, yeah. Because at the end of the day, really what it comes down to, I'm really a lover by... I'm just a lover in general. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to be the one to say, you know what, I'm going to break your heart. Yeah. Even though not realize I'm still breaking your heart yeah, by yeah, yeah. dragging you on with my mayhem. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. to kind of veer away from that, you brought up the point about, you know... Not doing what you need to do, not necessarily putting yourself in position to be able to get the person that you thought may be the one that got away, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of at a middle point with that because what if they're having the same mindset? I'm kind of piggybacking off of what you said about thinking about how people think mm-hmm. and people watching because I do the same thing. Mm-hmm. But when understanding who we are, you as a person, me as a person, I may look at a person and be like, you know what? That, that could be a great match. They are a great looking person. They mm-hmm. this, that, and the third. But not understanding that, they might be doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And that middle ground area that is right there in between both of y'all might be the only thing to stop y'all from making yeah. what it's supposed to be anyway. So let me make sure I understand. So you're saying two people that are interested, but both are too hesitant to connect. Correct. And they could be each other's one. Mm-hmm. But they're the two ships passing in the night. Situation. Correct. And you don't know, not to take it to a spiritual level, but God, you know, like I said earlier, how you could be in the same room multiple mm-hmm. times. Yeah. And that could be a sign, oh, it's the one, it's the one. Yeah. But if you never step out and say, hey, how you doing? Yeah. Simple conversation, you never know what that could do. That's true. So it it makes me think how many people really go throughout their day and kind of just look at people mm-hmm. in the way that we're talking about mm-hmm. and never ever say a single thing because of fear. Because it is a sense of a fear mm-hmm. to not want to step out and say hello to somebody. Now, yeah. I understand, like you said, the club scene. Yeah. I'm still not going to do that. Yeah. Because that's, yeah, yeah. that's just a different level. Yeah. You you just got to be that dude. And that's honestly. not the environment to, like you were saying earlier, when you really get to see that person, mm-hmm. like those levels you were talking about. The club, what what was the comedian that said that's what a representative is? Right. The real person at the grocery store. 
that's where you see the oh hey I know you like chocolate milk or whatever the case is. That's when you have something to talk that's about. That's when you see the real person. Correct. The club person is the person you might want to smash, but that's not the person you want to build with and settle down with. What I used to see. Now I'm glad that my club experience was in the '90s, and I'm biased that the '90s was one of the best eras around. But I'm, I'm, I can't I'm, speak on that. Yeah, too I, much. like I said, I'm biased. I just because it ain't born even. In the 90s, I know so. it ain't a fact, so I'm just <laughs> throwing out there and say I'm biased with that. But because I think that was one of the last eras of it was there was flash, but it wasn't. It was obtainable flash. Mm. It wasn't like you didn't blow your whole, you didn't wear a mortgage and was homeless. You know, you didn't have that Back so then, much then. Because things were so much affordable. They were, but see the big balls back then, the ones that wore the big Louis Vuitton yeah. suits and all that, that was a dope one. Yeah, and, and, and they, they had the that. money. Yeah, you they had the money. To do. It wasn't the average Joe trying to look like the dope boy. Right. Even he if he had a chain, he had on a uh, a chain that fit his pay grade. But you people know? live within their means back then. Now, see the difference? More so. There was still a, a lot of irresponsible things, but it wasn't the way it is right now. But I want to go back because before we end up going to Yeah, we should go into a whole different conversation. <laughs> um, yeah, in that situation, I'm with you. I would never because... I don't know who I'm meeting, and that's not a safe place. First, I'm already scared of the no, mm-hmm. and that's not a safe place for me to hear the no. In the grocery store situation or whatnot, you're likely to the the whole environment is more conducive to a real person meeting a real person, like no representatives being there. You um, catch them in a the safe space, exactly. Now, I think that there's probably a lot of people that do that. Um, is it a situation where you could live your life not saying something to someone and that could be your one? Now, we're assuming that the listeners believe in that one theory because there's a lot of people now that don't believe that there is your one that you may have multiple ones and I, and I'll say this I've heard that as a before. as a married man I think that the person I'm with is my one but I don't think that there is not anyone I haven't been with before that also could have been my one I believe there's I don't believe like there's one true love hmm. I think that there is there's probably I would say there's probably two people that I have that I could say that both of those women would would be great for me. So let me let me throw you off a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna go two directions. I'm gonna mm-hmm. take it one way first. Mm-hmm. So in regard to speaking on true love and the one love and all that good stuff. Do you ever think there's a time, and I'm speaking on men specifically, mm-hmm. that we get too much into ourselves and want a bit of everything? Like you want your cake and eat it too. So let's say I. I'm gonna say no. I don't. Even though you ain't even explained it, I'm gonna say no. But so I may change my mind. I may change my. So watch this. Watch okay. this now. So I'm not married, but uh-huh. I have a girlfriend. Yeah. And 
eventually will be married and get to that point. Uh-huh. Probably sooner than later. Yeah. Um, but I could be in a state where I truly love that woman. Mm-hmm. But in regard back to certain things that she does and other women do compared in the past, mm-hmm. I might like something else sexually, mm-hmm. which would lead me to cheat. That mm-hmm. doesn't mean that I love her any less. Yeah. But that just means that she just doesn't fulfill that yeah. need that I need at the time. Uh-huh. That's what I mean by it being a case of want your cake, which is the love that you have for that woman. Yeah. And you also want to eat it too. Okay. In that sense, I do believe in that. I think that is that's that's a natural thing that you have to work on a not just a daily, but a probably an hourly or maybe a 15 minute incremental base. And that's to, what I want to, to hear you say. To to contain. Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing about this, and I never thought I would hear, I never thought I would be a part of a conversation with men saying what I'm getting ready to say, but one of my partners, because uh, I went to uh, college in Tampa, mm-hmm. um, I was uh, hanging out with one of my partners one time, and this was back in the days when we was out doing or whatever, and both of us married, families now, and so on and so forth, and we were thinking about, man, what's some of the stuff we wish we would have did different? He said something, and I salute my boy Davion. He said something that I thought, but I wasn't man enough to say. He said one of the things he wished he would have did is he wished he would have saved his virginity and lost his virginity to his wife. And then we started talking about that. Now, it was easy to say that after the fact. After the after fact. The, easy to say it after the after fact. After the fact. But the reason being, and what we both vibed on, it was that, and, and this could be just a pie-in-the-sky mentality, but like the example that you gave, what we were thinking is if you would have, if your sexual experience would have been based around your interaction with the person you married, then your desires would possibly also be based around what the two of you do. Now, I'm saying that with the cause that we're eliminating porn and mm-hmm. other influences. So now the things that you like, because your sexual appetite is often a developed appetite. Over you time. don't I don't know if you come out of the womb saying, I like I like it when she does this. You mm-hmm. experience things. It's a and then trait. You, exactly. So now your your sexual appetite is being developed by the person you committed your life to. And so now it's like what you like is what she do. Mm-hmm. And what she like is what you do. And so now you don't have that desire. My my cake. I I, I, I don't even it's like I don't know. You don't you know, know what's like, up. You see when you see something, it's it's really it's it's what out there is foreign to you. And it's like now both of y'all could be like, hey, I heard there's such and such. Let's try. And, and then it happens. You that I have but that's never, a pie in the sky. It's a situation. pie in the sky, but I've never sat down and actually looked at it in that way that if I would have saved myself for the moment that I got married, that a lot of the sexual desires and things that I want for mm-hmm. wouldn't even be there. Yeah. Because, because how do you know how do you know what you want if you've never exactly. experienced it? It's exactly. just like a child saying, Oh, I don't like eating chicken. You never had chicken, yeah. so how would you know? Yeah, I like you said like Man, I want some giraffe shoulders. I had no giraffe shoulders. I, I ain't never heard nobody say they had a taste for giraffe shoulders. 
Because we ain't never had no giraffe shoulders. You never thought about no giraffe exactly. shoulders. Exactly. So it is, it's, when you think of something crazy like that, it's like, yo, you sitting up here with, you, you got, you got a meal at home and you thinking about some damn giraffe shoulders. And then here's, here's the thing. And like I said, I can only speak on a male perspective because both males. Mm-hmm. But I've even been in situations where, especially younger, mm-hmm. um, and I kind of, I'm not going to go too far off topic, but certain influences trigger you to act certain ways. Yeah. So if you come from the environment, let's say that you don't have a father, mm-hmm. an active father, whatever, parents yeah. that are leading you in the right direction. Yeah. And your influences come from those around you, your friends, mm-hmm. the neighborhood, all that. If all you see is sex, drugs, and money, what do you think you're going to want for it's Your be, mindset is yeah. going to be triggered by those things that you mm-hmm. see. You're yeah. going to see the drug dealers. You're going to see yeah. possibly the prostitutes mm-hmm. and think, you know what? That's what I see as the next level of success. Yeah. And in regard to this conversation, if all I see is all my friends talking about, yeah, I'm going to go get something, I'm going to mm-hmm. get something. You don't want to be left out the conversation. Yeah. Nobody wants to be left out the cool kid yeah. conversation. Yeah. So for me, I was influenced to have sex early because yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it wasn't that I had bad influences in my life or whatever. It just yeah, yeah. Just just need that. human basic human needs, basic human needs, and your our environments influence what our needs are because our needs are developed by our environments. Like you said, doesn't mean you might hit every path, but you you could possibly hit one of those. So let we're gonna take it to another break. This is the Brutally Honest Podcast. I'm Chris and got Mr. Harold here. And this is on the RWR Live 365. Be right back with you. Welcome back, welcome back. This is the Brutally Honest Podcast. I'm your host, Chris, and we have Mr. Harold here. Um jumping back into the conversation. So initially we were talking about, you know, the one that kind of got away per se, whatever you want to put it. But we hit on another good point about, especially as young black males in our communities, that we kind of get influenced by the ones that are around us, no matter your upbringing, no matter how good your parents raised you, no matter what. The influence is out there, especially Mm -hmm. in this generation now, Mm -hmm. it's right in front of your face. Mm -hmm. It's almost to the point where you can't avoid it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So to say, you know, Oh, I'm looking at this female and I kind of want to hold myself back until marriage. That's almost impossible at this age. Um, You got to have a certain level of self-control not to fall victim to that. Now, it's not a bad thing Mm -hmm. to lose your virginity early or lose before marriage. But the long thought of what if I never did it is is an interesting mindset to have because... Literally, what if you never lost your virginity until you got married? Yeah. Do you think you would be the same person you are sexually, even as a man? Because we don't think about it, but even your sexual experiences change the way that you think in general. Well, I know I wouldn't be the same person, but I want to go back something because losing your virginity at a, you didn't say a young age, what you said before marriage or whatnot, that could be a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always mean it's going to be a bad thing. And, and we're taking the spiritual component out of it. But just realistic. Just, just, and from a worldly standpoint, it could be a bad thing from a standpoint of, I'll ask you this Have you ever met 
Have you ever met a woman who she was real good in the bed, mm. but she wasn't real good in life? Absolutely. And you were like, I don't, I don't really want to be with her. But I, but enjoy, I like being with I her. I enjoy being with her, yeah. but I don't want to be with her. Exactly. Absolutely. So what that can actually keep you hanging around a situation that ain't healthy for you. Because I, I'm a kind of dig into it before you go any deeper. Mm-hmm. Because what you want to do, especially if you're a good guy or have that kind of upbringing where you want to help people, quote mm-hmm. unquote, you'll stay around and think that you can fix things that you are not supposed to be able to fix. That, it's almost like turning a home into a house. Yep, yeah, that and it, 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 um, I'll, I'll speak for me. It clouds my mind, it takes my focus off of what. It puts my focus on something that should not be primary and takes it off on what should be primary. Mm. So it, now that's that's assuming. Now I'm saying this. I, I want to make sure that this doesn't come off as if like, okay, this old dude telling young dudes what should do. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's easier after the fact. It's easier said that that's not my struggle right now because I don't have to abstain. So abstaining is hard especially if you have tasted the nectar as they say mm. it, it's, it's <laughs> difficult it's, it's like somebody telling me hey I need you to stop eating uh, lemon pepper wings right now I'm like man come on you know I'm, I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm getting that, that, yeah, exactly. yep. that, that, that crack itch so I, but hindsight being 2020 as they say my experience has been when I did go there before it's time, my I would hang around basically a dead situation. Mm. Um now that, that's saying that now that's that's that may sound as though like okay, this is me saying, okay, I wanted this, but then I did this, now that shifted my focus. But truth be told, in a lot of cases that was my focus. So it's not like I came in as this good guy with these flowers, you know, trying to, you know, whatever. Win you over and all yeah, that. Yeah, you know, stuff. trying yeah. to court you and all this. No, I came out, I was like, yo, I don't, like, what my man 3000 say? I don't want to meet your daddy. I just want you in my caddy. I don't, go. I don't, I ain't want that. You know, and that's just me being honest. But when there was a situation where it's like, man, she cool. And... Actually, Don and I were talking about this, hit on this a little bit the other day. When a male and a female are talking and sex is not in the picture, there's a, there's a, um, um, there's like a a pressure or a calm or that conversation flows so much different because the weight is not there. Yeah, you don't have the... I get what you're saying. You don't have the sense of once we get past the sexual conversation, I realize that you are not here with that intention. Mm-hmm. Now I can learn you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. a lot of things are focused on sex yeah. initially. If people look at you, you know, your features, how you look, yeah. how you smell, the way that you carry yourself, all can be sexual things to somebody that's trying to get with yeah. you. So once you get past the point and actually find somebody mm-hmm. that is even worth the conversation, mm-hmm. it gives you a whole different vibe about a person. Yeah, and 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 a brother like me, I was the type of cat 
where I would pick my presents by the gift wrapping. Mm. So it's like, oh man, that thing is wrapped beautiful. I open up and there's some damn hangers. Where it was something that just had cardboard wrapping and that was a beautiful diamond and whatnot. But I was picking it off of the gift wrapping. Right. So if she was if she was under five three and she was thick, I was all in. She may have been a, a butthole. Mm-hmm. She may have been the just whatever. But I would beeline into that wrapping paper more so than the contents of that. That was me. That didn't have nothing to do with her. But that's a, honestly, that's a male thing. And I don't, like I said, I can't speak on females, but mm-hmm. females are hungry like that too. Yeah. I've met some yeah. over the years. But that is a male thing. And through progression. And you mean like learning, where we, we, we the go, physical is what draws us? Correct. Yeah. We, we think, they say we think with our penis. Yeah. Yeah. So my initial thought is, that's a good looking woman. Yeah. That that fits all the criteria, checks all the boxes of what I want to see in a woman. Yeah. I don't even care what your mind like initially. Yeah. yeah. Now, if I have two things when I look at you, I'm going to look at your presence. If that's mm-hmm. a good look. Yeah. Check box one. Yeah. Second thing, I'm going to try to read you and that a first official thought, if mm-hmm. you're not a butthole or just complete jerk. Yeah. We're going to make something shake. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I ain't even got to the point where I'm thinking about talking to you. Yeah. Past the whole sex thing. Yeah. Because I can read a woman's injury, especially now mm-hmm. that I'm a little bit older. Back then, it just yeah, it's moving to smash wood. Yeah, if yeah. not, and I'm exactly. Yeah. But yeah. now I can look at you and kind of read the injury and see if that's the type of time that you want. Yeah, and I don't even go with that mindset anymore. I don't do it at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if I wasn't, yeah. I'm not approaching a woman with the mindset that I'm trying to smash. Yeah, that is a young boy's mindset. That's the hot boy mindset. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Trying to get your rocks off and keep yeah, it moving. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. it's okay yeah. because once you start having sex and stuff like that, you want to experience every level of it that mm-hmm. you can. Yeah, yeah. You do. Yeah, that's true. And to be honest, in that realm, mm-hmm. and we kind of talked about this in another episode I did, the whole phase. Yeah. You got to get that out your system to be able to settle down with the right woman. I got to ask. I got to. I got to ask you something on that. Hmm. Is that possible? Because I heard somebody say that before. Is it possible to... Well, I want to say to make sure that this is what you were meaning by that. So it's like, okay, get 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 that, you know, get your rocks off with this person, that person, get it out of your system so mm-hmm. that you can settle down. Mm-hmm. Is, that, that's what, is that what you meant by that? Mm-hmm. Is that possible? Because there's a thought process that while you're engaging in the whole phase, you're creating an appetite for holes. Mm-hmm. So, can that appetite stop? I'm gonna tell or, you. Or can it stop when you want it to stop? You have to want it. And the reason why I said it, because I'm a living testament. Uh-huh. I, <laughs> I went through my phase. I did what I did. I wrote the book, read yeah. it, sent it off. Yeah. But I'm here today to say that you literally have to find the right, for me. Yeah. It took the right woman to challenge me. Yeah. To make me want to stop the things that I knew were not good. Yeah. I already knew in the back of my mind, eventually I got to stop. Yeah. But if they keep letting it be yeah. easy, I ain't yeah. going to never want to because it's too easy. Yeah. I it's just like saying. playing basketball. Yeah. And every game I play against these scrolls, I'm scoring yeah. 100 points. Why yeah. would I stop? Exactly. Yeah. 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 But it took the right tall person, I'm uh-huh. putting basketball reference, to challenge me to make me, you know what? Oh, I can't keep doing this because yeah. I ain't yeah. that yeah. good as I thought. Yeah. 
and make me want to do better. Okay. And that's the only reason that okay. I was able to stop. All the right. right woman challenged me and put me in the mindset that pretty much put a foot down. Like, if you want me, yeah, you got to chill out. So, I was going to say something. I was going to say, well, we're different in that area, but we're the same. Because it was, because I'm thinking, like, with me, with the whole phase, my appetite for that is still there. It's not exercise because of consequences. Mm-hmm. If, if I didn't, if if there was no consequences, you would still be doing. Man, I'll be with somebody right now on this on this podcast. And that's what I mean by the challenge. That's so. That's so, the challenge. So, so it's not necessarily that, like, oh, she made me because she whipped the belt on him. Mm-hmm. No. I want to do better because I love that woman. Yeah, I got you. And I got with you. loving that woman, I know that if I go out and creep, yeah, I'm going to lose that yeah. person. Uh-huh. So the consequences is really the baseline of making me chill out. Yeah. I just put it in the form of a woman. Yeah, yeah, I got but you. But no, That's she's not you. the reason of all things, but uh-huh. she is a vessel that made yeah, me change. Yeah, makes sense. I got you. That's when it, the light bulb went on. But it also starts with yourself because... I don't know what it is. I can't explain that part. Mm-hmm. But when you find the woman and that woman is just that girl, mm-hmm. that's the one, you yeah. know it. Yeah. You know it deep. I don't care how much you try to fight it. Yeah. You know when yeah. you got the one. That's true. So if you are willing to be with that person and you want to be with that person, you will make whatever necessary change you need to without changing who you are. Yeah. To make the next level of your relationship work. It's like what you're describing sounds like when people say, she brought the best out of me. Mm-hmm. So that man that you're describing may have always been there. It was just hidden, a tucked award, or it may have need to be developed or fertilized. There you go. And then the right person came in and fertilized it. And now, on there exactly, now, now, now it's budding. And so, and I, I got that. Yeah. I, so I that's what, that. when I describe, I know we kind of talk, but it's okay. When I describe my whole phase and kind of coming out, it's not that I ever lost my hunger. Mm-hmm. It's something that you said earlier that you have to work every day, almost every 15 minutes, like you said, yeah. on fighting those urges because you know deep down inside there's a greater being mm-hmm. that's involved with Yeah, this. yeah, yeah. That's just like, if I want to lose weight, mm-hmm. I know I can't go in there and eat the whole box yeah. of baby snack because I'm going to never lose the yeah. weight. Uh-huh. So I have to consistently work yeah. on myself first yeah. to be able to love that person correctly. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to pause right here. We're going to take it to another break. We'll be right back with y'all. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is Really Honest Podcast. I'm your host, Chris, and we have a special guest, Mr. Harold. Now, I know we've kind of gotten off topic, but <laughs> we've addressed a few things that I think a lot of our listeners need to hear out there from understanding that sometimes you got to take that leap and go speak to the person so you won't have the thought process that you let the one get away, quote unquote. <laughs> and another thing is that we kind of veered off on was being honest, especially as men, that you don't ever really lose that appetite. You just veer and focus the attention on something else. So, in regard to like whole phase and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like I said, for me, never really lost the urge, but I knew what I wanted. Mm-hmm. So that made my drive go towards something else. Why well, I don't even take that route that I would back in the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as 
going back to the overall topic, which is thinking about somebody that you let it get away. I'll talk about an ex in that situation. I think each one of my, I look at it like this. I've only been in maybe three big relationships mm-hmm. overall. Mm-hmm. All the other things in between, life. Yeah. Blame it to that. Yeah. But every one of those big relationships I was in, where I thought I was in love and this could be the one I spent my life with and this is the one and mm-hmm. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Each one of those was a lesson and helped build the type of love that I had for the person I'm with now. Mm-hmm. So, my past, my middle, second relationship mm-hmm. taught me about loving myself mm-hmm. um, and realizing how important it is because, to be honest, I kind of lost myself in that relationship. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that I was just so deeply in love with this person. It was that I had invested too much of me into them. Yeah. And it was not reciprocated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as men, you know, you try to be so perfect because you don't want to be seen as a failure or yeah, yeah. as they call us the, the F boys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be seen as that and you want to be, you know, I don't want to be like my daddy and blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. So you try to be perfect, but not realizing you're not even yourself. Anymore. Exactly. Yeah. So my initial relationship was the honeymoon phase, the the high school, early college phase, just yeah. like, oh, it's all glitz and glamour. It's fun yeah. times and blase, blase, but not realizing it. It's just a moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not even supposed to be in that long. Yeah. Probably was in it too long as is. Yeah. Um, and going into the second one, that was the one that really broke me down. Mm-hmm. Because it brought me down to a point where I'm not myself. Mm-hmm. But it also, once it was over with, I had to relearn who I was. Yeah. And bring in the things that maybe I learned from her mm-hmm. in the previous relationship and mold me into the person I am today. Mm-hmm. But it also molded my mentality into a different person too. Yeah. So it re- I'll be honest, it reintroduced me back to the whole phase after the second one because it's mm-hmm. just I'm back out to in these streets. Yeah, yeah. But it also taught me, you know what, this, this ain't it no more. Yeah. This yeah. ain't fun no more. Yeah. It's like a task, no? Yeah. yeah. Y'all, y'all too busy for me. It's too yeah. hard to keep up with y'all. So <clears throat> as far as believing in letting one get away mm-hmm. in regard to exes, I don't, I don't think I've had that. I think every milestone that I had with that was a learning lesson. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Is it possible? Is it possible? And because someone listening to this may also be like, you know, I I don't have anyone that falls in that category of the one that got away. Mm -hmm. And I would ask, I would put another part of the question are you that one for someone else? Mm. Because that might be the case. It could be. I mean, and the fact that you don't say it is an attribute to your humbleness. Right. But that is, that's something to consider. But how do you approach that mentally? How do you think about that? Like, I understand you say being humble about it, but how do you say, you know what? I could have been the one that got away from that person. How do, how do you look at that and say that and kind of just ponder on it? I, I don't know how you would think about that. Uh, I think that once, for, for some people, they may end up being told that by someone. Mm. Um, in other cases, someone may gather that awareness as they they get to a point where they have grown in their 
self-esteem has got to a certain level and they realize that, yo, I am not from an arrogant standpoint, but I'm, I'm quality. I'm that and dude. anyone that, yeah, anyone that's with me, they are going to benefit from quality. And I, I, I get that. Yeah. That and part so, I get. Yeah. And so it could be, it could, it could be a little bit of that. And, and some stuff you probably just know. Mm-hmm. You, you probably you, you probably just know it's like it's it, it's just like some people that know that hey I'm a good friend and any of my friends know that if I got it we got it right and if we ain't friends no more hey I feel bad for you because we're gonna keep going exactly there you go now that's 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 hopefully saying that with a with an honest standpoint of knowing that you weren't the person that messed it up right same thing for the relationship situation. So in some cases, it's, um, and this kind of goes back to like when I first said about, uh, I don't want to be the one that ends the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's kind of two parts. The, the, the um, I guess you can say the, the gentleman part of it is I don't want to hurt someone and like if I was with someone and I and I left them and now I'm with someone else, I'm while I'm enjoying this other person, I'm thinking about the hurt that this you person may still else. be dealing with. Yeah. But that's a piece of it. But probably the big piece of it, if I'm being honest with myself, and if I'm having my man in the mirror moments where I'm like, hey Harry, what's what's up with you? Why do you do this? Why do you do that? The truth is, is that I don't want to have that critical conversation. Mm. That's the issue right there. I don't want to say, hey, we ain't blah, 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 or I need blah, blah, blah. It's easy for me just to stop doing and then you leave because I don't have that critical conversation. So really, I'm missing opportunities for growth. You are. Right there. And you, you're hurting yourself yeah. in the back end. Yeah. And, don't even, and now that you're talking about it, like I said... You don't realize these things until you actually sit down and think about them. Yeah. And to hear it coming from an, another male is just like, oh, like. Yeah, that's when you're gonna be honest. Like when I, you were I saying about the. Up for some time. Yeah, man. it's a lot of stuff that we have in common. Like I, I've been in three serious relation, relationships. One, high school sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Second, college sweetheart. Third, also like a college type sweetheart. Now, out of those three relationships, they all ended, but I end up coming back around and marrying my high school sweetheart. We end up getting back together. Oh, so you at your high school sweetheart. Yeah. We started dating in Jeez. 89. I don't even know when you were born. We started dating in 89. Born in no, 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 no. I'll take that back. Not 89. We started dating in 89 and 90, something like that. I think it may have been 89. Yeah, I was dating before I was born. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was born in 1994. Yeah, man. Yeah. You could have been out. Uh, you could have been out. Well, I ain't going to say that. <laughs> but, uh, but the thing is, is because I was sitting with what brought about these thoughts. I was thinking like, man, what, what did I learn? Because you learned some stuff. I don't think I, I don't think I learned anything as far as how to do relationships better. And any of those premarital relationships, and it's not because those weren't good women. Right. Now, the the first one, um, she ended it, and that just crushed me. Cause that was that a, I was at a 
I probably was depressed and didn't know it was depression at that time because we didn't call it that. No, back in the day. Yeah. Right it's like, man, just, man, let's suck it up. Don't it was, get when nobody it, talking about mental health. Not when, you know, so, so that was, that was like a potentially, you know what? It is what it is, you know. The second college situation, that, that, was and I'm pretty sure it still is. That's an amazing, an amazing woman. So if there, if I was to think of one got away from a relationship, possibly that could be her. She was an amazing, amazing woman. Mm-hmm. I can't think of anything where it's like, okay, if what I would want different. Now that was that was that my was Gina the, the from Martin. You know, I was like Gina. Martin was like the perfect girlfriend. Mm-hmm. That that was my Gina. Um, I respect that. And so I would, I, I believe that I didn't really start learning things about relationships until I started dealing with marital struggles. Mm. And there was either, it was either going to be growth or death. It was going to either be either one of them relationship wise. Right. I was going to grow or a relationship was going to die. And I'll say me and the relationship is going to die because I don't want to talk about, I don't want to be guilty of like some people talk about their marriage or relationship as if it's a third person. Right. But okay, the marriage failed. No, Negro, you failed at the marriage. But see, that part right there is the biggest part of it. We forget about ourselves in the situation. You can blame, and I'm not a person to really blame others, but it happens. Mm-hmm. You can blame people as much as you want, point the finger. It was your fault, it was your fault, it was your fault. But what part did you play in that? Because yeah. it, it takes two sides. You'll find yourself six marriages down the road, and you'll be like, man, what's what's going on with There's them? something with you. Yeah, yeah. You and a lot, of people, a lot of people kind of avoid, like I said, I've had those personal conversations with myself and mm-hmm. had to relearn and answer some of my own personal questions. For me to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people are not to the point, maturity-wise, that they can have those honest conversations with self. Not mm-hmm. based on nobody else. Not yeah. based on having a one-on-one sit-down with a mm-hmm. person that can read you. Mm-hmm. Just a conversation with self between you and God. And mm-hmm. saying, I'm the mess up. Yeah, I have these issues and I need to attack these issues before I try to bring somebody else into a situation with me. That takes work. It takes a lot. And that take that takes work. Some people take a lifetime. You gotta realize it takes and some it never happens. It it takes a lot to to I, I almost think it's a <clears throat> one of our and like I said, this isn't my profession, so if anyone else out there can confirm it or not, I almost think the human mind as a safety mechanism, one of the ways it tries to protect itself is to sometimes not hold on to responsibility. To avoid it. Yeah. And so, but that doesn't help with growth. Um, it's like you have to push through some things. I, I read some some years back, it was talking about um, the, 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 the moth when it goes in the cocoon and then when it comes out mm-hmm. and it's this beautiful butterfly. Well, they did a study where people would, you, there's a phase where the moth is like breaking out and it's like halfway out and whatnot. So people would help it. They would help peel the stuff back. Right, which is not helpful. Those butterflies had the wings. They could never fly mm-hmm. because they didn't get to break out on their own. So their wings never got strong enough to be able to carry yeah, their they weight. They developed the way that they needed exactly. to. Exactly. So 
if, if you're a person that can get to the point and be like, yo, man, what's up with me? That right there takes a lot. That's your cocoon. That ta- Yeah, you, that takes a whole lot to get to that point. And there could be various reasons why you never get to that point. It could be upbringing. It could just, it could be like a defense mechanism to protect yourself or whatnot, even though in the long run that could hurt you because it's it preventing that you. growth. It, it hinders the growth. And like I said, to be able to grow, you have to go through the ugly. You have to go through the bad times. Yeah, you have man. to go through all the the wrong to be able to learn. Because every situation, everybody thinks that it has to be something positive to grow from. You have to go through the ugly to be able to learn from that too. Because mm-hmm. how am I going to learn about trying to live the right way or deal with a person the right way if yeah. I never did it the wrong way? Mm-hmm. And if you don't go through that, how do you how do you become that one? Only people can tell you only so much, but yeah. you have to experience yeah, that for man. yourself because every situation is different with every person. That's true. So if you had a great life with your high school sweetheart and you got lucky to come in full circle with that... That's not the same situation for me. Exactly. So my high school sweetheart might be the pit of hell for me. (laughs) (laughs) And I might never want to speak to that person again. But we have to to go through those developmental phases Mm -hmm. to realize, you know what? And this is why I said I don't miss out on anything that was in the past Mm because it's all development. Yeah. So we're going to wrap it up. So I'm going to bring it full circle. Mm Mm-hmm. To be able to grow into new relationships, new friendships, new business ventures and all that, you have to go through what we call the fail stage. Mm -hmm. And the fail stage is the past events, the past exes, the past situations, all the bad stuff that you've done in the past because it made you into the person you are today. Mm -hmm. So as my closing remarks for this one, because I got to go, don't ponder on the past. Think about the future and think about the growth that you came from the past. And that'll help you move past whatever you're going through. So this has been another wonderful episode of the Bully Honest Podcast. I'm your host, Chris. And this is Harold. Y'all be blessed. And make sure you tune in to us every Tuesday from 6 to 7 p.m. Central Time on the RWR Live 365 app.